Superman, you like that property, you expect something out of it because it is your childhood. It's it came from Donner, you know, his original creation seventy eight, which we just grew up loving, yeah. and then to watch the evolution to Superman four and watch what what became of it is just it's sad. It's a real sad story. Yeah, we wouldn't get another Superman film until like two thousand five when Superman Returns was made. Yeah. yeah. So. And that one almost killed the franchise altogether. <laughs> Once again, yeah, it wasn't much yeah. better, but at least it was a step up. Was it? I would watch it over Superman Four again, many a times over. I I, I wouldn't watch either one. I, I can I can honestly That's fair. say That's I would fair. not watch but either one. If you had to watch one, I know which one you'd pick. Oh shit! I'd go Robot Jocks. <laughs> one of those to fucking tell you that. Oh god! Greedily, that, I would watch Robot Jocks. That hurts. Ouch! Oh wow! The killers. <laughs> yeah, I would happily watch Robot. I'm gonna watch Robot Jocks after this, just because I'm in such a mood. I'm for sure it. you will. <laughs> Hi, my name is Christina Lees. You might know me as Kyle from the Child's Play series, and you're listening to Children of the Atoms. Hello, everyone. We're back. Again. And this one is this is a special one. We're, oh, yes. Uh, yeah, we... I don't know. Why did we punish ourselves? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's... Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, there are literally an untold amount of good movies out there. We're, we're focusing on some bad ones. I mean, we usually focus on bad movies. Of the canon group movies, and it's specifically only ones they produced, like not ones they just distributed or whatever, but ones they <laughs> made themselves. And damn, I gotta say, we're this is only our second one, right? Yeah, I mean, it and feels this, like this we've been doing this long. for years already. Yeah, there's there some terrible ones, and we're not we're not gonna cover every movie they they produced or anything like that. We're just kind of gonna like, get some of the more popular ones out there, just to kind of. Get a get a good taste of canon, you know. If you haven't watched any any canon films, I, I I implore you just to go see it and just try it and just just see. If you if you got a taste for bad movies, go for it. That's all I can say. To watch a lot of places where you can stream movies, which kind of bummed me out to be honest, because like I was going to apply my rule where I'm not going to pay anything extra for to watch some of these shitty movies, but a lot of them are already on the services I have, so kind of stuck into that one. So. We started with Over the Top, which was probably the worst movie I had seen in quite some time. That's saying a lot, Ryan, too, boy. That, oh. Yeah. It's it's not... It, I, I wouldn't say that's probably the worst movie I've seen in a long time, but, I mean, it, it's it's not good. It's 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 boring. It's it's stupid. It's, is it the worst movie you've seen this year? Oh yeah, by far. Yes, by far. Okay, well, before we watch Superman four, touche. The worst movie. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, because that would okay. Over the top didn't make a lot of sense in a lot of areas. So the next movie we chose, uh, it didn't fare much better as far as making sense. It was Superman for the Quest for Peace, and I had a lot of questions during and after Over the Top, <laughs> but they pale in comparison to the torrential nice. downpour of questions I have about Superman Four and just the quote liberties that were taken <laughs> with Superman's powers. Because holy shit, man, I, this was one for the books. Yeah, this is, I, I, man, this is a bad movie. I don't know if you're going to get the answers <laughs> to this, though. I think this is going to be a lot of speculation on our part. Um, it's going to be a lot of stuff that, you know, either you or I have found online, and we're going to get into mm -hmm. that. Because um, there's a lot of information about this movie in particular and how the production happened. Yeah. And because essentially... The backstory I mean, of this movie alone, it, it, it oh. almost echoes the... Uh, 
the Tim Burton Superman movie with Nicolas Cage, like how, how, how that went through hell before it finally got to be made. Yeah, at least that one didn't get to that production level. Th- fucking mercifully. Yes. But, I mean, damn. Yeah, like <laughs> this Superman 4, the quest for peace, went through a bit of a hell. Uh, the people who were producing the Superman series had only planned on making number four if number three was a box office hit. And while it was technically a box office hit, it was a lot... People hated it. They Superman 3, before Superman 4 came out, and Superman Returns, for that matter, was by and far, like, the, the the crown jewel as far as being the worst Superman movie goes. Like, is that... That's a pretty fair statement, especially after Superman 1 and Superman 2. Yeah, so so it, it works like this. So back in 1978, when Richard Donner... Uh, you know, the Salkins had, had purchased the rights of Superman... Uh, mm-hmm. And you know they went out and they wanted to make a big budget movie. You know, right. the first real big time superhero movie, right? So they yeah. they do that, and Richard Donner uh, directs this movie. Stars Christopher Reeve, you know, a young Christopher Reeve, you know, just kind of starting his career at that time. But this movie is a box office smash. I mean, just makes tons of money. It it really kind of followed up on that big budget, you know, summer blockbuster, and, and you know, kind of is what I would consider kind of the original superhero movie, the original, you know, OG dog, you know what I mean? It's always like, it, it's definitely one of the first ones I definitely think. And of. it's I a can't. fantastic film. If you haven't seen it, go watch yeah. it. It's, it's really great. Like you believe, yes, that the, the man of steel could fly, you know, even back in 1978, it's fantastic. You know, so the Superman story kind of goes on from there. And they said, well, we made this much money on Superman one. We need to capitalize on that as Hollywood mm-hmm. likes to do. And we're going to make a second one. Well, the only problem is that the Salkins allegedly were pretty cheap. They did not like to spend a lot of money. They weren't happy with Donner. Donner, you know. Really? Yeah, because the problem with Superman 1 is it became it, w- it went over budget. You know, Donner needed more time to do a lot of stuff. But, it, but there was a lot of stuff that went into that movie. Like the flying effects were all like state of the art. They, they, they perfected him during that movie, so it took a long it time. It still looks great. Like, going oh. back and watching, like, the flying from the first Superman 1 and 2, like, the one with Richard Donner, the, the, the Christopher Reeve flying in space shots are still, they're, they're fucking beautiful. If man. you have any interest in camera technicalities or anything like that, or filmmaking in general, about how they mm-hmm. do this stuff, go back and read about Superman and just the stuff they had to do with that. It's it's really incredible yeah. when, when you get films like this. Star Wars is another one like this, where they just had to figure out ways to make things work. <laughs> and this right. this movie was no different and they they really made it look really good so going on to superman 2 so as i was saying they weren't happy with donner the salkins so they decided to bring in another director as you're aware if you've seen superman 2 uh gentleman's name was richard lester and uh he's more of a uh, like comedic director like so wait so donner didn't direct the second one well, we can talk about that. There, there is a Donner cut of Superman two. Yeah, I was gonna ask about that. Like, I saw, like, I, I think I've seen the Donner cut. Like, did he not actually direct the movie? So Donner, Superman one and two, a lot of the stuff was filmed at the same time, but they cut it really? down, cut it down to a, the Superman one story that we know. Uh-huh. For time constraints and all that stuff, it's it's kind of the same thing as Star Wars, where you had this big bloated idea and you had to cut it down, right? But right, so okay. yeah, so Donner filmed, you know, just enough to make a second movie. And what happened was, yeah, as, as, as we talked about, you know, there was a lot of over-budget stuff, so they wanted to bring in a new director. 
Yeah. So Lester comes in. Lester starts directing. He actually directs, like, reshoots a bunch of stuff, like, more than 51%. So he gets sole directing credit for this movie. Donner doesn't, oh. even, Donner doesn't even really get credit for this, the movie that was actually theatrically released. Now, like, Is I said, this a whole Joss Whedon, Zack Snyder, Justice League kind of scenario? It's very much in that vein, yes. It's yeah, okay. very much All so. Right. But if you, if you are so interested, you could probably go out there and find yeah. it. There is a Donner cut of Superman 2. It's really strange. It's a lot of, like, what you see in the movie, the theatrical mm-hmm. release. And then there's stuff cut in that Donner actually filmed. That's you know it's a lot of stuff that's not exactly completed, so you you'll see it's kind of raw looking, but but it's all. Is there. there a bunch more Jor-El stuff in there, right? Am I, or am I thinking of the wrong? There thing? is, yes, yes, okay. a lot more. Because if yeah. you notice in Superman two, uh, Jor-El, um, Marlon Brando, Marlon Brando, thank you, does yeah. not really make a return because once again. Uh, right. Brando wasn't happy because Donner got cut, so he wasn't going to come back. And he was right. asking for too much money anyway, so he was always a problem, <laughs> you know, taking over the setting. Anyway. Everyone knows Jor-El is pivotal to the franchise. Yes, but it also explains a lot why uh, Lois yeah. Lane doesn't come back in the third movie, really. She shows up in the third movie just for a few seconds, you know, and mm-hmm. it, it, it gets us to the point right. where we get to number four. But yeah, yeah, so Lester comes in, he makes this movie. It's a different take than what Donner did. It's It's more comedic. Uh, mm-hmm. And that rolls into the third movie because the third movie is real wacky and stuff. I mean, hell, they brought Richard Pryor in and he basically steals the show of the third movie. And yeah. we were talking about this off air earlier about like, Superman three is is not a good movie. It's it's kind of ridiculous mm-hmm. and kind of takes the whole stuff off the tracks. Yeah, <laughs> and you know and that gets us to where we are, Superman four, because by that time, the Salkins are like, we're not going out there. Superman three was a bomb. We don't They're need bleeding to make money more. at this point. Yes. Yeah. So the first thing they do is they're like, we're, we're looking to offload the rights to somebody. And who do they meet? Mannheim Golden <laughs> Yoram Globus. Yoram Globus. Yeah, they, yeah, I guess they met in Europe or something. And at Cannes, right? I think at Cannes. Yeah, I think that's where yeah. it was. And at that time, that's when they, they're like, yeah, we'll buy it. So they dropped $5 million for the rights to Superman. That's all they paid for the rights to Superman well, was $5 million? It's, it's, I mean, you think about it. I mean, we... we Kind of today, we kind of think that five million doesn't seem like a lot. It's still a lot of money, but even back in the yeah. in the eighties, though, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for anybody today. But for the whole franchise, like not even just for like let us rent him for a while for one movie. Yeah. They're like, yeah, take the whole just fucking get kit the movie, movie right, so you have it. Wow. But so yeah, that therein lies Jesus. the problem then for the Canon Group, you know, Golan Globus. Uh-huh. They have a problem, so that okay, we've dropped all this money on this on this property. Now what are we going to do with it? They know that the rights oh, to Superman. They already invested five million into it. Yeah, they're already five million into okay. this, but they got to make yeah. the movie. What good is the movie if you can't get Christopher Reeve back? Yeah, you know, because he basically he is Superman. You can't just recast that; it just wouldn't have worked back then. And you had to get like like a lot of this people, a lot of the people that backed for this thing. So they had to drop, you know, I think another seven million. I think they were paid to Reeve. To get him to put the tights back Damn. on, so he like the Stallone over the top deal is like I'm coming back. Yeah, Stallone got twelve million for over the top. I mean that's Jesus ridiculous. Christ, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they oh they pay Reeve that. They also have to promise Reeve they're like, hey, you can have a lot of creative control in this thing. You're not going to direct it. I mean, like originally I think they were even going to let uh, Reeve direct the damn thing. But I think he wanted I think, to, I think, yeah. but they were, uh, he wasn't experienced enough as hell. Yeah. And I think he wanted to step out. back too. Cause yeah, he realized it's a lot of work if you're going to do all that stuff. Cause it's like, <laughs> right. it yeah. is, it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's trying to wrangle a bunch of cats. It's and, like how many production units do we got? More than one. What the fuck is this? I'm yes. not doing that. Yep. So they, they get, uh, they finally are able to talk Reeve into it and say, yeah, Reeve, you can do this. You get this money. Mm-hmm. And by the way, yeah, you want to make it your pet project, you know, and have it, have it 
uh, a message you're powerful or very, it's uh, the word I'm looking for, very passionate about. And yeah. Reeve apparently is very passionate about nuclear arms and, you know, the nuclear arms race and stuff like that during the time. So he wanted to bring that story into this thing. It's just Is getting... it weird that, you know, we haven't really changed at all. The 80s, we're still afraid of that shit today. Yeah, but I think today we, we, we like, kind of just accept that. I mean, I guess back then we, we accepted <laughs> it, too. But then, yeah. it, it, like, at that time, it really felt like we were going to blow ourselves up. Uh, yeah. If you live to the 70s, you know, I was only born in the 70s, so I don't remember that time. But I remember in the 80s, too, when people spoke of, like, communism and stuff. Like, it was just a bad word, and they were the enemy. So, no matter what yeah. it was. so But you knew. Red Dawn was everywhere, scaring the shadow. Yes, you know yeah. Like, you knew the Russians were going to invade, and, we, <laughs> you know, all, all we knew is that we had nukes, you know, there to protect us. Right. So... That so th- I mean we understand where that's coming from so you can always tell this is already kind of a a messy situation we're going into and gonna be pretty heavy handed messaging if not handled. yeah but they are able to bring Properly. everybody back because you know if they got Reeve back they were able to bring Margot Kidder back I mean yep they brought Gene Hackman back too because all all of them they were pissed like they never wanted to come back to this thing after the first one because Donner was kicked out like they all loved Donner and they were you know being they were in very solidarity with him. Like they were right. like, we're not doing any more of this stuff. That's why you didn't see Gene Hackman come back in the third movie either. And it'd all... be a whole different franchise, man. They let him keep directing those things. Oh, huh? absolutely. It would be, it would be an amazing trip. They all, they tried to get Donner <laughs> back for this one, but he eventually said, no, I think he, boy, there was another movie he was working on at the time. And I, it's escaping me, but, uh, Good choice, good on him though, not to do this because yeah, this thing. Well, just... now I now I have to know. Yeah, look it up. But <laughs> oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Canon Films, like they had originally budgeted like forty million for this movie. Now forty million back in the eighties, that's a big budget film. I mean today what? today that seems like a low budget you know yeah piece of crap. But oh uh, okay, he uh, <laughs> he passed on. Let's see if you think it's a good idea. He passed on directing Superman Four to direct the uh, first Lethal Weapon movie. Oh, shit. That's right. I forgot. That's what, 1987. Yep. yep. Good call, Donner. Good call. Thank you for that, $120 million on a $15 million budget. Man, dude, that guy knows how to fucking direct a movie. And he? did you notice how he, he was able to just build a franchise, too? <laughs> for sure, man. So, yeah, I mean, just good on him. I'm, I'm glad yeah. he passed on that, because what a shit show this is. I really like the Goonies, still. Oh, I love it. Fucking That's, solid It's movie. still a gem. Still yeah. great. Ugh. So yeah, that's right. that's kind of the <laughs> background of Superman. How we got to this point. And right. Oh wait, no. Uh, it, uh, did you bring up uh, right before production was about to begin? The projected budget on this thing was something like it was thirty thirty six million. Yeah, it was cut in half. Yes, uh, more than half actually. Like right before production was set to begin. So like you, I don't really know much about filmmaking, but I'd have to imagine that changes a lot of what you had planned. Yes, if you yeah, go from especially to seventeen, especially if you've already you've already uh, contracted Reeves for seven, so that there's the budget. Oh shit, that's so right. There's yeah, there's Wait, a so lot his, of his salary would count. So then they only have ten million to pay everybody else and fucking put effects in and shit. Put effects, craft services, cameras, wow. rigging. I mean, all this. I mean, it's it's an incredible Dude. thing. It's look. I mean, movie making is incredibly complex. It's way more than I know about it. Holy shit. But yes, I mean, so if you're going to budget oh for 40 God. million, I mean, you can buy yourself a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, keep in mind, so this is about the time when, 
Canon Group, they were already kind of, they were on a failing business model they already had, right? They they used yeah. to just buy up movie rights. They would sell movies before they were even made. They'd, they'd make up a fancy poster, sell it to distributors, and then they'd get the money, and then they'd make the movie. And they'd do it as cheaply as possible. This is, if, if you know anything about movie making. such an absurd way to make, to, you're making a movie on borrowed money, basically. Yes. Like, oh, my God. Well, that, all, that, that all movie wild. making is done on borrowed money, right? It's just but, that. Like, but on that tight of a margin? Like, holy shit. Yeah, they, but their Dude. their job is to make the, the shittiest movie they can possibly come up with and, and just try to make a buck out of that. It's an un, unsustainable business model, as we found out. <laughs> now, this yeah. culminated, though, to the to the 80s when Golden and Globus, they wanted to be major players in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. They wanted to be on par with the Warner Brothers and the Universals. And all that. <laughs> it's, it's laughable just to say that right now. But, yeah, they wanted to be on par with those big production houses. So that, that's why they started investing money in Superman, like why they wanted to make the Masters of the Universe, which came out later this year, why they made Over the Top. This was their end. They wanted to make big budget films and actually be legitimate. Unfortunately, that all failed hard because these movies did terrible at the box office. Yeah. And there was, there mean, was shit, a legal C- problem Cobra going on was too. their biggest moneymaker, right? Yes. Yeah. And I bet you a lot of that money though, still went to Stallone. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. It so, did. Yeah, that it probably financed like their next ten movies after that, and then from there, like they're just they're up borrowed time. Basically. Yeah, because I mean, there were like I said, there were there were legal problems going on with Globus mm-hmm. or or Mannheim Golan, um, all sorts of stuff. They were being sued. In fact, I believe they were sued for uh, this story that Superman Four was. Somebody else that get out of here stole that story. Yeah, so they had to defend that. They won that that case, but oh my but God. but yeah, I mean, can you believe that shit show? I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Who would who would up like that's my idea? It's like I would man. No yeah, way. Yeah. If I was anything, I would distance myself from that shit. Right. I mean, You're like, thank you for putting your name on that. I did not write a word of that shit. Yes. So that's yeah, that's how we got to Superman Four. I mean, now and now. So that's that all happened to me before fucking day one, where they said action. Yeah. Like, this right? is, I mean, that's what we're saying. I mean, there's just how, just think about it for a minute how silly oh and ridiculous God. all this sounds. And we haven't started about talking about how the movie is. I mean, what happens no. in this movie? Because it, it goes off the rails in this thing. It's just Instantly, insane. Instantly, I don't know if it was ever on. Like, okay, so you're you're going into work day one. You find out all this stuff going in. How are you excited to be a part of this project at all? Because, like, I got to tell you, for me, it explains a lot about Gene Hackman's lack of energy in this fucking movie. Because <laughs> yes. he is walking fucking asleep in this whole fucking flick yeah he doesn't care he's got a paycheck he's like i'm just phone the thing in and just get the hell off this and forget there's no any line delivery no fuck there was no second takes i'm sure like you want to do another one gene's like no we got it and they're fucking yeah yeah i'm going back to my trailer call me when you need me (laughs) because damn this was hmm Okay, but I, why don't you get into the plot summary of this thing? So, cause oh my god, I, I don't even know who doesn't the know plot. this story, but if, for those of you who don't, this is ridiculous. Oh, do you want me to? Yeah, get yeah, it? I, I thought you had this ready to go. Yeah, we'll just. We'll, oh no, we'll no, no, no. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> basically, uh, Lex Luthor is busted out of prison by his nephew Lenny, and they, he has the ultimate plan to, de- to defeat Superman, and all the pieces are coming together so that he can put his plan to fruition and it's to basically make an anti-superman someone just as strong as superman who would a clone a clone base yeah it's basically what they did with superboy later on in the superman comics where they took uh part of lex luther and part of superman and you know that gave us connor kent but it, here it gave us someone called nuclear man <laughs> uh and how okay <laughs> i i get the lex luther plan where he's like i want to you know we're gonna make an evil superman and he's gonna 
you know, he'll be my puppet and I'll be the one ruling the world and all that. Like, I get the, the evil machinations of the, of the villain and all that, and I kind of understand, like, his plan in a way. But how he actually, how they go about creating this sentient being, the logic there is a bit lacking to me. So, wow, I can't believe that. He tells, man, okay, so he tells his nephew, like, we have to get a part of Superman's DNA. Luckily, Superman loaned some of his hair to a local museum, and they have a strand of his hair hanging up, like, a, a was it a thousand, thousand pound pounds, weight or yeah. something like that? Yeah, a thousand pound weight. Uh, so the Luthers are there, and they're going to steal the hair. Now, it being Superman's hair <laughs> yes. and him being super strong. Super I know where tough, you're going with this. It's, it's literally supporting a thousand pound weight. Uh, does it make any sense whatsoever that Lex Luthor is able to cut these down with a pair of kitchen shears? He snips <laughs> Superman's hair with a pair of fucking scissors. Yep. What about it's... the thousand pound weight? There was no clunk. He didn't drop it. Fucking, he just cut that shit off and rolled right out, man. Yeah, I mean, this place is wide open, too. There's obviously sunlight rolling through there, so, I mean, it's like Yeah, it's going to be super, super strong, too. It's just soaking in his fucking, yeah, the fucking the, the yellow sun. Getting stronger as it's sitting there. But he just, yeah, get some bolt clippers and just clip, clip, and... Cuts it right off without fucking missing a beat, and they just go walking right on out. An alarm didn't go off, fucking nothing. No, the alarm did go off. Like, the did alar- it? yeah, the alarm was going off while he's doing that. He just oh. clipped, clipped, and somehow well, they just walked the out, glass, though. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's. I, I gotta even take a step back here. So let's go back to this. Uh, so the movie kind of starts out. <laughs> We, oh we fuck! Just, <laughs> I completely forgot. Okay, yeah. So Please the movie the movie that. really starts out with okay, we're oh we're, we're meeting up with Clark Kent. You know the the family Kent uh, farm is being sold. It's it's the eighties, right? So well, that's not even the start. We start off with Superman in space, right? Oh Jesus! And the cosmonauts oh, wasn't that it? God, you're right. Oh, yeah. let's let's get into the, just the bad effects then right away. Okay, oh, fuck. yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah let's, all, let's... all the praise we had heaped on the previous, like the, the first Superman and Superman two, with like the flying effects and just cinematography and just everything, how well it was done. All that went right out the window for this one. Right out the window, like damn, it's like, you like Superman tell, flying they... away. Yes. Oh my fuck! It was like a, almost like watching uh, in Jaws three with the the part where the shark is supposedly getting ready to break through the glass in the underwater <laughs> yes. in the underwater aquarium, and it's just like an image that's just being pushed towards the screen. <laughs> yes. The 3D. That's the level of fucking Superman effects we got. In well, this that's, shit. you get it, if it you was... notice that now. I don't know if you really paid attention to this, but during Superman, that flying effect of him coming right at the camera is the same uh-huh. one they use over and over and yeah. over throughout this movie. Like it doesn't change. Like, <laughs> no, Superman's cape is flapping in space. Yeah, like it makes no sense. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's a okay. Their rules with space uh, in general in this movie. There's a lot to be desired. Oh like, boy, that's not even the we'll, biggest. We'll get to that. We'll get to it when we get there. Because yeah, I have got crazy yeah. bullshit questions. Going so it's, it starts off with Superman saving some some Soviet Union astronauts in space. He's able to talk to them in perfect Russian, which is fine. But he's just talking to them normally, like as their airlocks open yeah. and shit. No air. No one's. No, 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 no whooshing. No, nobody's fucking freezing to death. No, nothing. It's just it, all logic is just completely out from jump. And that's how the movie starts. That's the first few seconds is they tell you right away, like nothing's going to matter about what you say. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. If that, if that doesn't set the tone for you, right. I mean, and you're the, the real question is like, if you're watching this for the first time, you, you've just watched that. If you're willing to go on further, I, I applaud you because trust me, it doesn't get much better after that. It, it just goes you, more crazy. I did have some hesitations after that scene. I was like, oh, shit. It's like, what are we getting ourselves into in this movie? Like, it can't get worse. And then we're introduced to John Cryer's character, Lenny Luther, who, <laughs> fuck, man, 
is he the most annoying person in a Superman movie you've ever seen or what? Because damn. They had to bring some comic relief in because nothing else Holy is really, shit. I mean, nothing is funny in this movie. It's just laughable how bad the movie is. Yeah, it, nothing's intentionally funny in this movie, but this movie itself is fucking I hilarious. I mean, okay, let's break down this scene, right? I mean, this just shows you how bad oh, the this movie is. the prison break scene? Yeah, the prison oh break. So he shows up, like somehow, like Luther is Ugh. at a rock pit, like a rock quarry, like they're all breaking the rocks, like it's the old like Looney Tunes days, you know? Yeah. Where they're they all, breaking all, rocks. All these prisoners have pickaxes and shit. They're, they vastly outnumber the cops there at yes. least 30 to 1. Like, and these two cops are just like the two most bumbling idiots. Mm-hmm. You know, one's wearing like earphones and stuff, just hanging out. And then here comes John Cryer in this crazy car that, you know, that's it got has like, like cow fur on it or something yes. weird. It's got his name down the side too. Like, it... There, there's no nonchalance about this whatsoever. No. He's being pretty fucking obvious that and he's he, someone so of he, some means. He just happens to show up. Like, like obviously, he passed some gate to get into this place, this secure he had prison. To, right? But he just yeah. shows up. The two cops come up and confront him, like, hey, you can't be here. He's like, oh, man, I'm trying to get such and such place. Like, you know, just in his stoner voice. And he's like, yeah, what like, is his accent supposed to be in this I movie? I don't know. Exactly. I think is it's that just, what he's going for? Yeah, I it's think like, it's like, it's like Stone Surfer. Punk rockish, stoner. I don't know Oy. what he is. Like, yeah, because he's got the. Jeez. He's got the colored hair and all that kind of stuff. He's just a yeah, bumbling idiot. Still looks like Ducky from Pretty in the Paint. Yeah, but except Ducky at least had a brain. I mean, this this kid, shit, just Man. bad. But yeah, he gets bad. he gets the cops to like like get all impressed with his car. So they're like, oh yeah, get in the car. And then somehow mm-hmm. he's got a remote control in his hand, locks the cops into the car. Yeah, and drives them over the cliff. Yeah, dude, I thought straight up, I was like, oh shit, he just killed a couple of cops. Like, this guy, like, maybe this movie is a little more intense than what I thought. But, like, in very Looney Tunes fashion, they fly Wiley Coyote style and should have died horribly, only to emerge with just a little bit of soot on their faces. Well, it just shows you how cheap this movie is, too, because when you see the effects, the car goes flying off. It's clearly a model, like a, like a small <laughs> matchbox car yeah, just flying is. through the air. And then, uh-huh. like, they don't even have the money to actually show the car crash. All you hear <laughs> is the car crashing. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then, then, yeah, you see the cops kind of like, oh, you know, like crawling up with their, you know, sunglasses askew. And there's like, oh, my God, what happened? And then if it wouldn't have cost so much to the budget, I guarantee they would have amulet some fucking stars or birds around their heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had to be disgusted. 17 million wasn't going to buy that for him. So, man, holy shit. So they dude. get that. And then we yeah. get to Clark Kent. You know, we got to get to the Superman story. Yeah. So. We're yep. finding out, like I said, it's the 80s where all businesses are in trouble, right? So the Kent farm yeah. is being sold, and, you know, he doesn't want to sell it because they're going to build a mini ball. And then we find out that the Daily Planet has been sold to the Warfields, who are like a trashy, sleazy, tabloid uh, newspaper. So all they want to do is print salacious material and not real journalism. Right. So they're brought yeah. over, and that's how we're uh, – uh, boy, what's what's her name? Uh, Mar- Mariel, Mariel Hemingway. Hemingway. Yes, thank you. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Mariel Hemingway in this movie? I mean, she's supposed to be like the like the the super hot sex pot that's supposed yeah. to be there to just tempt Clark, tempt yeah, away tempt him from away Lois. from Lois. Yeah, which we'll talk about that. Uh, but yeah, are they even date? Like they're okay. Okay, Mariel Hemingway's character. Uh, she's the. She's the daughter yes. of the big business tycoon who, who took who took over the the paper and like she, you could tell she's not really on board with her dad. Like she's a good person. Like she doesn't really she's not really trying to buy in the whole salaciousness of it. Like you know she's trying to do the right thing and be an honest journalist 
you know, publisher. At the, the first, fuck. though, she's, she seems like, yeah, she doesn't really give a shit. But her, her character arc right. kind of pushes her away when she starts getting to know Clark and Superman. And I love the fact that you just threw Ark in there. Yeah, yeah I, I use that very loosely here. But she might oh, have man. the she might have the biggest arc of the movie, though. So. Yeah, she does. Uh, so she instantly is interested in Clark. And the first two Superman movies, like, almost exclusively, like, it was all Lois and Clark, Lois and Clark, Lois and Clark. Now, the way Superman 2 left off, were they not together at the end of that movie? No, because if you remember, well, it depends on which cut you're listening to, uh, but but both cuts, the Lester cut, at the end of it, if you remember, and Mm. it'll come up later in this movie, uh, Superman gives her a kiss at the end of Superman 2, which completely erases her mind. Oh, that's right. It's... Which is... So problematic. I, I have it, a lot of problems with it. Yes, yes. Today and they rehash it again in this it fucking movie. Back. It happened we'll, in this we'll movie. We'll get there. We'll get there because I got Man. even more problems when it shows up in this one. Oh, um, dude. But yeah. So if you do that, and then the the Donner cut, it actually ties into that whole part where Superman is able to turn the Earth backwards. Because uh, uh-huh. in, in the in the second one, oh yeah, that's, that's where right. he actually spins the Earth backwards, not the first one. Yeah. And. That's where that memory loss comes. Where she she doesn't remember actually uh, being with Superman and stuff like that. I can go right. with that just a little bit better than I can go with the whole kiss of uh, death. But I still have my problems with Superman being a. Well, but we'll get to it. <laughs> so. so okay, so in this movie though, with Muriel Hemingway, like he is like Lois is almost she's encouraging Lacey to go after Clark because Lois wants Superman. Yeah, and Lois also knows that like. Clark probably would never go for Lacey anyway. He's like, she's he's a Boy Scout. Like, he's just not your type. And Lacey's right. like, oh, so challenge even... accepted. Yeah, okay. All right, there we go. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> so it's a weird subplot in the movie to where at some point in the movie, it's before, it's before Nuclear Man is even created. They, there's a weird... There's a weird trope from that started in sitcoms like <laughs> fucking 40 years ago and it continued on. I don't know if it's still done today. It wouldn't surprise me if it is. Oh, I'm sure it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe on the Big Bang Theory season 40 or whatever the fuck yes. it will be, uh, where you you have one character, but they're on two different dates. Like, that was the whole, that was this whole thing. So, Clark and Lacey Warfield, Muriel Hemingway, were going to go on a date together. So, Clark was going to pick her up at her penthouse, which is where also Lois Lane is going to be interviewing Superman for some reason, is at Muriel's, or at Lacey Warfield's penthouse. Yeah. Like, Right? Yeah, that's that's the gist okay. of it. Like that's where everything's going down at. So Clark, he 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 goes to the elevator like to go up and meet Lacey and all that. He faints some kind of excuse to get out and he runs away. Then he flies back as Superman to talk to Lois. And it's this whole back and forth thing where he literally just keeps bouncing back and forth. It's Clark Superman, Clark Superman, Clark Superman. Basically, he does that until Nuclear Man shows up, right? Pretty much. And this, this, I okay. mean, if you're listening to this now and you're like confused about what we're talking about, how this kind of just doesn't make any sense, this is the experience you get watching this movie because this is how this yeah. movie jumps to it. Now, yeah. from what I've read, there's approximately like 40 to like 90 more minutes of this movie that are out there that were shot. Um, but the, but the, a lot of the stuff they couldn't afford to, they had to, to bring this down. So this, this movie is so <laughs> choppy and incomplete. It just it, storylines are dropped. You don't make any sense. So, yep. so how we got to this point, so if you, if, if you go just maybe, you know, 10 minutes before this scene actually happens, you'll see a scene where 
uh, Lacey calls Clark into her office and she's like, hey, I want you to work this new beat where it's like, hey, the nightlife of Metropolis. You know, and not to mention, like, she's sitting on her desk with her leg out, you know, skirt already pulled up. Like, today's world, man, a sexual harassment suit would just be phenomenal here. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But... But apparently, so here's this is one big scene that was cut out of this movie. So I don't know if you knew this, but there was a first nuclear man before the second nuclear man. What? Yeah, you know, and I I even feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves on this story because we haven't even we talked are, about well, what the point of this story is. I mean, it's almost like a side plot, like a side plot at this point. Like it just it it, it feels so secondary because the villain isn't even inter- the fucking nuclear man doesn't even show up till over an hour in, into the fucking movie. The in the, only in the final cut, long. yes. So yeah. in the original, in the in some of the unedited stuff that they've got out there, the extra stuff, there is a nuclear man that shows up. You can find this on YouTube. But really, let me okay. Let, a, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, take us back please. a little bit because I think we need to yeah, discuss yeah. how we got to Nuclear Man, right? So you, oh, so God. you kind of already oh, discussed it's that. It's so you dumb, know, so fucking dumb. Lex Luthor's plan was to <laughs> yes create a clone of Superman. He's gonna use that right. using Superman's hair. We've already talked yeah, about he, that. How ridiculous he wants that to is. combine Lex Luthor's DNA. He doesn't. He never explains how, but it's his DNA with Superman's DNA and a nuclear bomb, but also. Does, does it involve the sun, or he just needed Superman's DNA and a nuclear bomb? So I didn't get that it was even Gene ha- or Lex Luthor's, you know, DNA that he needed. It wasn't? Like, all I got out of the movie was he was able oh. to create some sort of um, material, some some kind of get organic material, and do all this stuff. So this this is what this is what is like why the why the creation of nuclear man is so crazy oh. because as I was stating Jesus. earlier, there was a first nuclear man. So apparently the story was what was originally shot was was Lex Luthor was doing the same experiment. He had a part of Superman's mm-hmm. hair. He does this in his fancy apartment, right? He makes the whole yeah. thing with John Cryer there. But they have this little reactor that they're using inside his apartment. <laughs> So it kind of creates this not so powerful nuclear man. He hap- the nu- this nuclear man happens to show up while Lacey and Clark are out on like doing the nightlife beat that she invites him to, <laughs> and Superman has to show up there and he has to fight. Uh, it's really rack- wacky. Look it up on YouTube. Uh-huh. I know you can find some of the scenes on there. That, oh like, my god! Yeah, the, the the nuclear man they come up with the first one. It's really just super nutty. It's it's it doesn't even fit in this movie, but. Was it played by the same guy? No, 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 no. Oh, so a different guy. Yeah, yeah, it's... it's oh, okay. It's, the guy looks almost like a like Jerry Lewis, like if they wanted to make Jerry Lewis oh, like, like, look fuck. like he was electrocuted, so his hair's all standing on end a little bit, and oh, he's like man. like all just kind of white-faced <laughs> and stuff. It's really stupid looking, but I guarantee you can find it. So, Ugh. yeah, so so what what he finds out is like Nuclear Man is no... For Nuclear Man number one is no match for Superman. So mm-hmm. he has to go back to the drawing boards and say, okay, I've got to figure out a Bigger way reactor. to make this. So uh, hold on to that idea. Okay. So now we're going to pull ourselves back here because we got this other storyline of Superman. Oh, I almost forgot about yeah, the fucking... Yeah, this is how stupid okay, this yeah. movie is. So, Jesus Christ, this movie made no sense. Yeah, while this movie's going on, while all this stuff is happening, oh Daily Plants getting taken over, we are yep. in the middle of the arms race, and yep. apparently... Nuclear arms talks have broken down, so the President of the United States comes on and says, hey, we're just going to be second to none. We're going to start creating nuclear weapons all over the place. So Superman says, or originally it's like this one kid... He gets a letter from a from a kid. Yeah, he's like, "Wait, can't you fix it, Superman?" And we got to talk about this kid too. Do you notice like everybody in that classroom had the same uh, ADR voice? It's the same. Yeah. Voice. But yeah, so this this kid writes a letter to Superman, and Superman ultimately says, "Yeah, okay, so I'm going to go to the United Nations." 
<laughs> and I'm going to tell the world that I'm going to rid the world of nuclear weapons. Keep in mind, the, the, this movie is so boring that we didn't even, we've glossed over the first quote-unquote action scene of this movie. What was the first action scene of the movie? Well, I use that term loosely. So, do you remember Lois was on the subway right before all this stuff happens with the nuclear, uh, nu- nuclear arm stuff? Oh my shit! That's right. Yeah, she was speaking in French for some reason. Yeah, because she was going to go to Paris once again. Okay, yeah. Stories kind of cut in half. Fucking storyline. Yeah, she's supposed to go to Paris to go cover the arms uh, (laughs) control debate. Or oh, yeah, that was it. Yep, yep. So she's she's practicing her uh, French. They they did a little bit in this story, but they don't go a whole lot into it. So somehow, for some reason, yeah, the uh, the the conductor he just for some reason I think he has a heart attack or something. He just falls over. Yeah. So Superman has to come to the visit because he hears. Lois yelling help because of course she's on the train. And by the way, this mm-hmm. this train is obviously not in New York. This this movie is supposed to be set in New York metropolis. Clearly not because they didn't have the money to shoot in New York. Um, I think I think this particular sh- uh, shot was actually filmed in London. Um, yeah, Milton Keynes. Yep. So to watch this action scene play out, Superman shows up, comes flying in that same flying effect down the tunnel, Whoosh. and yeah. <laughs> Superman doesn't use any of his super strength to, like stop the train, right? No, he nope. just he just puts his foot on the track and shorts it out, and the train just yeah. stops. And then yeah, because he's electric now. Yeah, and then goes up, opens the door, and just looks at the guy. It's like, oh yeah, he'll be okay. You guys just need to get him to the hospital. Like Superman doesn't even think to like maybe like maybe I should like fly him to the hospital or or right. per, like perform some super CPR on this guy or something. But no, no, you guys do it. I'm out of here. He opens the door. He's like, yeah, that guy's fucked up. Yeah. See you later. He's like, I'm out of here. Just takes off. Yeah. I was like, Jesus, man, this movie. Okay. Oh, so man. where were we? Okay, so we're, now we're up to the point the where... The creation, yeah. The yeah. Superman decided proper. to rid the world of nuclear weapons, so he's going right. around, um, like, apparently, like, everybody's just deciding to shoot their nuclear weapons into the air. I don't, I don't get this Yeah, they, they all decide to fire but once to call Superman's bluff. Yeah, is that like, what it is? What like, I can't figure it out. Like, some people were saying, like, oh, no, like, they were doing this to let him go catch them. Um, really? So help. Yeah, I, I don't get is that. Is that how we're supposed to understand how that went down? I, I can't figure it out, dude. I don't know if it's Jesus. just that a bunch of rogue people are just shooting their nuclear weapons up because he gets a lot of them. He, yeah, like, I, and the one for sure he gets is the one that Lex Luthor set up, right? Yeah, so, yeah, this, the yeah. slide story is... As we were saying, so nuclear man needed to be created with a stronger reactor. Well, there's no stronger reactor in the solar system than the sun, right? It's just one big fusion reactor. So Mm -hmm. that's why he had to have this one thrown into the sun because nothing on Earth would help create the power of nuclear man that he he needed to be superman. His DNA device, wink. On the fucking nuclear, on the nuclear is, missile. Yeah, a little case like this, like that's like magnetically attached to the thing, and all it is is like, you know, it's oh a it's a, mat- a little bit of Superman's hair, this organic material that's gonna you know become nuclear man, and then he a highlighter. He, I found some loose change. Yeah, fucking this cuts, old hot dog. He cuts gun. some material out there and says, "This will cover him. This is gonna be his clothes. The computer here will make him right. perfect sized clothes and everything too." So, like, boy, you guys are really leaving a lot to chance here. Yeah, they're just like we're just like we just have to get to the main story, right? If I can say it, if there is a main story to this, we have to get to it, right? So, oh man, Superman, yeah. So they're launching all these nuclear missiles, and and we say mm-hmm. that Superman is going to catch all these missiles all over the world. Yeah, catches them. He's taking them up there, and somehow he created some giant net in space, but yeah, is putting all these nuclear missiles into the net, and then he just hurls these damn things into the sun, right? Okay. <laughs> I can maybe go with this a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, the, you you still have me at this point. So so yeah. So one of these weapon nuclear weapons that happens to do, 
uh, happens to catch is one that was fired by Gene Hackman. Somehow Gene Hackman, because his whole plan was, well, I I can make Nuclear Man, he will kill Superman, and then I can take control of all the nuclear arms, right? And I just make a billion dollars, billions of dollars, you know. Just yeah, because he'll have the he'll have evil Superman who's stronger than Superman. Yeah, somehow. he'll he'll have like the ultimate weapon. So at that he'll point, be right? the ruler of the world. Yeah, yeah. So that that's his end game to it. So he talks right. all these arms dealers into like <laughs> helping him out. So and somehow these right. arms dealers like they just like have access to show up anywhere they want, you know, on any base, you know, and even get like Lex Luthor on board as a five star general, like just to show up yeah. on base to personally watch a weapon being shot. Makes no They're sense. They're all very but, connected, yeah. And, yeah. and mind you, the creation of this villain, uh, <laughs> unless you're listening to this shit, does not happen until almost an hour into the movie. Yes, it's a long hour. This very Keep in scene mind. where Nuclear Man is born is almost an hour into the movie, out of a 90-minute movie. Yes, thank you. I was going to say, did you tell anybody how long this movie is? 90, 90 minutes. minutes. You're <laughs> waiting credits. an hour for the villain yeah. to actually show up in this mm-hmm. thing. Because Lex Luthor is not really the villain. He, no. He's just a means to an end for the actual villain to show up. Right. Yeah. So Superman hurls the, the nuclear uh, arsenal into the sun, and from there uh, uh, an orb flies out, and from that, uh, that is Nuclear Man. He comes out, and he he's a, a congealed fetus who then just grows right into a proper-sized giant man with big blonde hair and long fingernails and a gold suit. Yeah. Did I miss anything in I mean, that, or is that exactly how it That's about it. I mean... Played by a, a completely unknown actor. I don't. I don't know why you don't have Christopher Reeve play both roles. I, well, actually, I, I do because they did it in Superman Three and they didn't want to rewrite it. But, but yeah, a gentleman. He's, this named guy's name is uh, Mark, Mark Pillow. Pillow. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I have no idea what his background was. I don't know if he ever acted before. Um, he's not really acting in this movie. He's just kind of there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's my question: uh, When. Nuclear Man inherently knows after he's born of the sun to fly back to Lex Luthor's penthouse yeah. to meet his his father. Why the fuck does this guy sound like Lex Luthor? Lex Luthor had no like DNA input into this, you know, muscle monster. This is the confusing part. I don't understand it because, like I said, you you got something out of the movie that tells you that like like Lex was putting in some of his DNA in there. Maybe that's I, what it is because maybe I just assu- like I assumed like that's what because he sound like he has his voice. He does. Like, what yes. are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah. So it makes like, he really does like it's it's Gene Hackman talking for it's Nuclear Man's fucking mouth moving, but it's Gene Hackman's voice. Like, yes. Out when he it, and it makes no sense because like it, this is supposed to be Superman's clone. It doesn't yeah. look anything like Superman. It looks nothing, <laughs> nothing like him. Did look like Gene Hackman. Fucking no. nothing. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Uh, the only thing that I like, like his his powers are like he he can generate a, a ton of heat, right? So he can he can make fire, yeah. and he has like super long claws. Oh, side note about that. D- did you happen to read anything like, you know, when you saw those long claws? Did anything like pique your interest on that? I got, I got no. a little bit of trivia for that. Originally, oh, they please. wanted Wes Craven to film this film. Really? Yeah, so it really would have fit into the whole Freddy world, but... Oh, are you... Fu- really? Yeah, Wes Craven walked away, though. He was like, no, I, I don't like this this whole story. I don't want to do it, so... Wes, Cra- Wes, Craven. Wes Craven turned this down. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. The man who, who, yeah, did, like, people... Like, the master of horror, yeah. I, I always put that wow. in quotes. Like, I just... I, only a few things I like that he's done, and holy shit, yeah. I can't believe it. Fun bit yeah, of so the, the guy looks nothing like Superman. He doesn't have Superman's powers. He doesn't like. It's just it, it, big swing and a miss for me as far as Nuclear Man goes. Like, 
it was not he was not the the Superman uh, villain I was hoping for in this movie. No, I don't. I don't think anybody. I think I, even Canon Film was probably like, "Well, this is the best we can do." I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. So like it. So when that, when Nuclear Man actually gets to Lex Luthor's uh, penthouse, Lex Luthor then figures out that this asshole apparently like he, he's like the Energizer Bunny in that he can only he's only strong if he's in contact with the sun. If it happens to be shady outside, yes. he's just a fucking sleepy lumbering oaf. I mean, what happens when it's nighttime, man? Right. What the fuck's this guy gonna do? <laughs> he's completely this, worthless. So I didn't make yeah, no sense. Yeah, absolutely worthless. So it's, I don't. Oh my god. I guess it's so I guess it's a good insurance policy that Lex Luthor puts into the whole creation. He's like, well, yeah, I, I, I don't want this guy going through. I need, a, I need a fail safe. I got to be sure this guy gets fucking completely human and you know slumbering at some point. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, that's his power. It's like basically you know without the sun, he's. He's not powerful at all. So, uh, and now we we are finally back to where we were, where the where the crazy double, the double date, date is going on. Yeah, this has happened. Like all this is, makes no sense how this all plays out. But goddamn, yeah. and this is the point where they decide to tie it together in a, a pretty unique way, I guess. At at some point, Lex Luthor taps into the like the big TV monitors in Times Square. Mm. And we're what's supposed to be Times Square, I guess. Yeah. And uh, he sends out a signal that only Superman can see and hear, and he tells him to come to his uh, come to his uh, his house. Well, so he, he tells him he's going to blow the top twenty floors off of the Empire State. That building. was it. Thank you. And apparently, yeah, apparently there's a penthouse up there that anybody can live on. I didn't know that. That's happened. where that he is. Thing, yeah. Okay. Is that where he's supposed to be? That's is where he's Empire supposed State to building? be. Yes. Really? <laughs> Empire State Building. Oh my fuck, man. So Superman then goes there at a little over an hour into the movie, and we have our first meeting of Nuclear Man and Superman, and they don't fight right away. There's a there's a bit of talking first yes. with Hackman and and Christopher Reeve, and this the dialogue in this scene alone, I think it'd be fair to use the word clunky, as far <laughs> as like the talk they had before Nuclear Man and Superman fought, because. Damn. I, I think Christopher Reeve and Gene Hackman must have just like before the screen the shot was done, they were just like, Look, let's just get through this. Like we just we gotta finish this movie. You know, we're lucky we're getting paid and let's just get the hell out of here. Oh my it's God. terrible. Yeah. So then uh, after they're done with their whole spiel, Superman and Nuclear Man have a quote fight. <laughs> yes. Very loose. Because this is where you get to see where all that money for the special effects went. Oh my god, <laughs> dude. Pissed it right away. I don't know what it went to. They I don't even remember exactly what happens in the fight. I know at some point, Nuclear Man, he, he Jackie Joyner curses his nails a little longer, and he takes a hack at Superman. And Superman, mind you, whose powers stem <laughs> from, from the, the radiation of our yellow sun, gets radiation sickness from Nuclear Man, who was born of our sun. Yes, I mean, yeah. That, besides that, I mean, you, you didn't even oh. get to talk about, like you, you said earlier, about the craziness of Superman's powers. Oh, so they're flying I, around I the earth fighting, fuck. right? They end yeah. up at the, uh, like they first land at the Great Wall of China, and oh Nuclear Man just starts destroying like the Great Wall, and yeah. like and then he flies away. And what does yep. Superman do? He just lands and then just by staring at the wall, he's able to put the wall back together. He has masonry eyes now, everyone. Did you like, know that? Like, yeah, he's a like, certified he's stone telekinetic. Mason. I mean, he's like, this is not Superman. I was like, if anything, let him use his super speed so he can put things together and stuff like that. <laughs> right? Anything. Clark Kent, ocular stonemason at yes. your service. Then they fly to, I believe, oh. it's Vesuvius or... But it, 
Oh, yeah, it, it's Vesuvius, but it's all basically still Milton Keynes. Like, they yes. haven't left fucking North London whatsoever. <laughs> That's true, yes. It is all clearly as glue screen. But, yeah, oh so Nuclear God. Man flies into the volcano, and all of a sudden the volcano this starts so blowing dumb. up, right? So yeah. Superman has to come and rescue the town folk who's down at the bottom of the mountain. And mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. the... <laughs> I mean, this makes no sense. Like, his solution to stop a volcano is to cut the top off of another mountain and just throw the top of that mountain into the crater of the yeah. of the volcano. So if, he corks it. Yeah. If you know anything, if you took fifth grade science, you understand what a volcano is, right? It's continuous <laughs> pressure, especially on there. So all that thing's gonna do is shoot a giant. 50,000 ton boulder into the air. For but nope, sure. he's like, nope, that'll solve it. And then he flies down and just, you know, cools off with his super breath, you know, cools yeah. off all the, the lava that's flowing there. And then, oh my then, God. yes, flies to space. Ha- is mm-hmm. this where they? Is this where they had the battle on the moon? I don't know. I can't remember. Like, I. Okay, so so while he's doing this, like, they, they do, they battle on the moon a bit, and then, uh, Oh, no, he freezes them in space. He freezes them into some weird ice cube. No, he doesn't freeze. He pounds them into the surface of the moon. Oh, that's right. That's right. Remember? Oh, okay. So, okay, we didn't even... uh, We completely glossed over, like, the the most asinine part of the movie, basically. Is that after... uh, uh, After Nuclear Man kicks Superman's ass, quote, the first time they fight, Superman cape falls off, and the the insinuation there is, like, they want to put a headline that Superman is dead. Yes. And Lois sees that, you know, the newspaper people have Superman's cape, and she's like, how dare you have his cape? And she takes it away, and she goes to talk to Clark, and Clark's just, you know, he's all sick in his apartment. He's supposed to have a cold, and he's on his deathbed. And how exactly do they, how is he, does he get better, and how long is he actually ill from his fight with Nuclear Man? Once because it felt again. like he was just under the weather for, like, 20 minutes, and then they were back to fighting Once again, again dropped storyline here. Okay. Because obviously he's aging, and he's just dying, right? We yeah, like, he's supposed to be, like, this is, like, his arc, where he, like, maybe, like, in part three, but he comes to terms with this humanity, and he has to find his super part. I, I don't know. So I don't know, like, what was supposed to go We on didn't there. talk about this, but at the start of the movie, he, <laughs> when he's at the Clark, at the Kent farm, he goes back uh-huh. to the, the meteorite that he showed up in, the spaceship that he oh, was brought in. fuck! And he yeah. just happens to find another energy crystal. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if you go back to Superman 2, that energy crystal that he had, that he was able to bring back his powers was supposed to be the last energy of Krypton. But no, they decided to yeah. like, well, there just happened yeah, to be another more. one there. So it was a, it yeah. was like the Chekhov's crystal, right? Like, well, we're just, we're going to, this is obviously <laughs> going to come back in the film, right? So this is oh, what happens. Right. So this is how he gets his powers back. He, oh he's God. able to heal himself and show up again. And during this time, because mm. during this whole time, like nuclear man comes back. Lex Luthor is telling everybody his master plan. He's like, I'm taking over the whole nuclear weapons thing. You guys are done. Um, to the arms dealers, he's cutting them out. Yeah. And at yep. this time, Nuclear Man looks at the picture of Lacey Warfield and says, "Wow, this is obviously the most beautiful woman in the world. I've got to go find her." Except so, he doesn't speak, so he just kind of looks at the picture and leaves. Yes, and then he just like, leaves. That's... So he's looking for her. There's still dialogue for this poor fucker. And he's <laughs> just—he looks at the picture. Ugh, well, it just well, flies it's, off. It's not even his voice, so who cares, right? Oh yeah, it's Hackman grunt because Hackman—he's like. Fuck, am I yes. doing this real? Uh, is that enough for you guys? So this sets up another fight, a second fight between Superman Christ. and Nuclear Man. Nuclear Man. And okay. which is obviously on a, a soundstage, 
which is pretty yeah, funny because sure. once again, like I said, this was supposed to be shot in New York. So to, to help this out, they were supposed to do a lot of matte paintings, you know, for the, for above where the actual set buildings were. So you'd look like right. those skyscrapers around there. If you notice, like during the fight, none of those paintings were done. It's, it's yeah. clearly just, you know, uh, yep. clear soundstage or yes. not a soundstage, but probably a back lot they're shooting on. Yeah, but <laughs> just empty space. Yes, but so uh, we didn't even like get back to their actual second fight here. They Nuclear Man and Superman have a fight in space. This is before uh, Nuclear Man kidnaps Lacey. Yes, they have a fight in space, and in a very Looney Tunes kind of Popeye sort of way, Nuclear Man actually pounds Superman into the surface of the moon, like he's hammering a fucking stake, setting up a volleyball yep. net. And that's where he leaves him. He pounds him into the dirt, into the surface of the moon, and then he fucks off to go. Uh, to go kidnap Lacey, right? Pretty much, you know. And so, well, yeah. and the whole Superman even gets caught because he thought he like left Nuclear Man because he trapped him in an elevator. Threw oh, him that's on the right. Dark side th- of the oh, moon. thank you. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's how he did. And on the moon. because yeah. Superman's yeah. like, well, I've finished him. Obviously, I got to go find the American flag that's planted on the moon. Which, oh my God, that's again, right. Makes that's no what sense it was. Because once again, Thank if you know you. anything about that, that flag is completely yeah. bleached white. Like it's it's still yeah. there, but it's like the sun rays have like completely bleached all the color out of it. But but it's yeah. like in this movie, it's like oh, it's still there, but he's got to he's got to pull it up there because he's you know yeah. Superman, truth truth yeah. justice in Superman the American gets way. Nuclear man in, a, in an elevator, literally Willy Wonka style, rips it out of the of building and takes him to the moon and, le- and just deposits him there. That's yeah, and then that's what it was. thank you. Even though it's the dark side of the moon, somehow some rays get through the right. door crack of the Obviously, elevator and powers nuclear nuclear man up again. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, pounds him <laughs> into the ground. He goes down. He's gonna get Lacey. Yeah. He kidnaps right. Lacey. Yeah. And is this the part where it just is completely off the rails here? Yeah, this <laughs> is completely off the rails. Is he that, brings. Uh, he he takes Lacey to space with no spacesuit, mind man. you. She's just no, she, no spacesuit. She's just there in in a lovely dress. You know, she was at work. Yeah, she this just this nuclear man literally drags her into outer space, like not just high in the atmosphere, like a few thousand feet. They're damn near to the fucking moon, yes. and she's fine. And she's like, she's, she's like, oh, I need help. And Superman's like, I gotta go save Lacey, right? There's so. no struggle for oxygen. There's no shiver. There's no nuts. There's She's no death. Out. I mean, yeah, no nothing. Yeah, and it's, then Jesus. Uh, how does Superman actually? So oh, no. that's right. Nuclear Man just drops her in space, right? He leaves her floating in space. Yes, while her well, there's, there's a reason go, why. Go so Superman him, says, right? "I've got to stop him." Okay, he, okay. He's, he they've they've gone punch up mano a mano, right? Trying to punch each other out. He's not winning. <laughs> so this is the one thing. The one thing I always like about Superman is he, he has to use his brains to figure out how to solve some problems, right? He can't just punch his way out of it. So, but this is this is where once again it goes completely off the walls because Superman's solution oh, to this problem is fuck. I'm gonna go and just push the moon in yep. front of the Sun. Not yep. to mention what that might do to the gravitational effects of the Earth. Fuck Earth. He's not there right but now. But he just he pushes no the moon in front of it. So it <laughs> yep. completely makes a solar eclipse. Yep. And that powers down Nuclear Man. So Lacey starts yep. to, like, somehow she just falls in space. I don't get that either. Yeah. He's got to. <laughs> she, she just starts falling in space. Like, that's Superman's plan to save her. Is like, I, I'm going to let her float in I space. I like how we have a problem with the physics of that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, okay. Anyway, so Superman yeah. saves her. Then he grabs Nuclear Man, takes him back to Earth, and says, okay, I just got to put him someplace. So he takes him to a nuclear reactor on Earth. Which drops him right, it, which is just sitting there wide open, not closed, 
once again, I, the, I know a elements. little bit about nuclear reactors and stuff like that. <laughs> I know that the actual reactor is not in the cooling tower, but he goes into the cooling tower. And um, yeah, this door's open. He drops him in there, yep. which, okay, it makes sense. If you're in a nuclear reactor, it would be a dark place. There's no light getting into it. So right. yeah, it closes up. But somehow, nuclear man inside that reactor starts generating ungodly amounts of power, which... Yeah, I, I have a problem with like how is he not melting down the reactor at this point if he's just generating tons of heat in there, right? But anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, so as he's destroyed the nuclear reactor, like the what we're supposed to understand is that nuclear man is now a source of power for like the entire the world. It seems like for like, yeah, for quite a while. Like lights like, just turn and, on. Even though he was just depowered to the point where he was unconscious <laughs> yes. in space. How much fucking energy this guy have just hanging out? You know what I mean? Once again, yeah, a completely uh, ridiculous Ugh. plot line that just doesn't make any sense. Okay, it, but then it gets a little dumber. <laughs> Super, <laughs> Superman, after dealing with Nuclear Man, has to deal with the with the Lex Luthers, obviously. So he literally just picks up Lex Luthor, drops him back off at prison like In it's a car. fucking day camp. Yeah, and then uh, it does the same thing to Lenny. Takes Lenny to a boy's home and says, "All right." I'm out of here, everybody. And that's I, literally just, so, they just stopped. They, like, I, I don't even know if that was the end of the natural plot of the movie or they just stopped filming shit. I they, think they just they stopped They probably just ran out of money. Point. But like, do you find, right. it, like, today what we know about, like, the Catholic Church, did you feel a little bad for Lenny because he's being dropped at a Catholic school with a priest? Not to mention the fact that he's, like, almost 30. Like, what the fuck are they supposed to do with him there? <laughs> yes. Like, all boys can be uh, helped, man. Yeah. Oh, man, dude. There was so much about this movie that I just... I can't believe how hmm do they actually watch these movies before they put them out right they okay so you got to go back in the mindset of Golden Globus and Canon <laughs> Film their whole business model was just put something out they Jesus. realized that the, the financial troubles that they were in already they just had to put this thing together before it cost them any more money and get Holy something shit. out of it now like according to Wikipedia I mean this thing you know made 36.7 at the box office budget for 17 so there was some profit there, but uh, lots of issues. Destroyed. You got to figure too, like the, the five million they paid for the rights alone. On top of that, too, that cut into the profits. Yeah. And every other shit back movie they're putting out at the time. And also. let's not forget that yes, they did spend a ton of money already on Master Universe, Over the Top, and all these yeah. other films too. So they were already nope. in trouble. And this this was not the savior that they were hoping it to be. No. Uh, but you think like if this is the one they were hoping on doing well, like just put a little bit of effort into it. Well, that's the problem, though. If like the, the the funding ran out, so they they didn't cut this thing to seventeen million because they had a choice. Like nobody was lending them money anymore. Like they had their their Jesus. sources were drying up, so they're like, we just have to get this thing done as fast as possible and get it out into theaters. It's like you could have that sort of attitude, I guess, with a fanfic you're putting on YouTube. This is fucking Superman, and they're like, just hurry up. Yeah, I mean, look at movies like today. Look at the like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So yeah. a lot of these movies, they all go over budget, right? Like you want to, f- yeah. like the goal in movies is you want to find a director who's going to keep things tight. They're going to keep mm-hmm. things on schedule, so it doesn't cost any more money. You can stick to the budget. Right. You, you you make the best of what you got. But uh, Ron Howard. But yeah, in all these mm-hmm. movies, man, like every one of them are going over budget, but they know what they're sitting on. They know they're going to make money back. So people are right. willing to say, okay, I'm going to give you another twenty million to go do some reshoots, another thirty Jesus. million to go do something like here. You know, add mm-hmm. to the special effects. Canon Films had no ability to do that at this point. Like they just like the product had to get done. They were already 
well into the red for a long time and creditors were calling at this point saying we're not <laughs> giving you any more money in fact you need to pay us back is that why they didn't get John Williams to do the score <laughs> Jesus I couldn't afford him couldn't afford him Man. I mean it's bad I mean it's the, yeah. it's a sad story we didn't I like I just realized we didn't even talk about how Superman is practically a a rapist and you know just uses Lois Lane like a piece of dirt in this movie. Oh, the, the, the psychic kiss. Yeah, because I'm just, just going to hash on this real quick. I just want to throw it in there because Jesus. I have a big problem with this. So, like, yeah. as we talked about in Superman 2, he gives her the kiss of death. After, after he sleeps with her, by the way. He slept with her. He's, like, got her to commit to him and all that stuff, and then just says, nah, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. In this movie, he shows up when he's trying to decide how to fix the nuclear problem. You know, he's like, oh, I got somebody to talk to. So he, he shows up. He just, like, takes Lois as Clark for a flight jumps yeah. off the building so I so I can't ever I can, I can never <laughs> really right. tell in this movie if Lois actually knows who he is still in this one it's kind of unclear but yeah because she didn't really have much of a reaction when she figured no, out she's it like, was she's him like, she's like oh, like, oh Clark, okay, Clark. Yeah. but yeah but once he like starts flying they're like oh and then he flies around has the talk you know flies her all the way around the world then comes back and says oh because basically she just tells him oh you'll just you'll, you'll do what's right and then he decides to kiss her and erase her memory just like yeah. uses her like I just I need to talk to you for a little bit and then I don't want you to remember this because I don't want to talk to you ever again yeah. as Superman so yeah it's just this whole movie is just a mess um like from top to bottom, like there's no, there's nothing redeeming in this movie. Once there's no part where I'm like, well, that was pretty cool, or I enjoyed that. There's just, there's nothing. Yeah, I, I like, I always like I said, I apologize to the listeners out there if, if like a lot of the stuff we talked about doesn't make any sense. But that's because the movie doesn't make any sense. We have it to makes kind zero of sense. describe this movie as the movie's kind of being told to you, but you have all these story strands that don't go anywhere. They were all cut, so you kind of just have to talk about them individually. But mm-hmm. that said, if you haven't seen this movie. I, I hope that that this has piqued your interest enough to say, okay, I'm going to go watch this just to see if... It's only 90 minutes, but damn. But even you were like... Because our last show, we were talking about this, and you you had some... I wouldn't say fond memories, but you had some memories of saying, well, this, this couldn't be as bad as you were making it out to be. Yeah. What's your thoughts now, after oh, seeing no, it? it? It's just as bad. Like, it's probably been... Damn, I don't know. I, I can't even tell you how many years it's been since I've seen this movie. And ah, I felt every second of the 90 minutes I watched. Like, I kept, I was trying to write notes and <laughs> you know, be professional. Like, oh, here's an interesting thought about this film. And all that basically went out the window at some point because I was writing too much. Or I was texting you too much. Like, you go, this is fucking crazy. This is absurd. Can you believe this? And it, just, it got worse, like, the longer it went on. Like, just when I think, like, they can't do anything dumber, they top themselves. Yeah. It just, there's so much about this movie I didn't understand, and I can say unequivocally, I thoroughly did not enjoy it. Yeah, I I knew you were going to absolutely hate this. I mean, I can remember, so the first time I ever saw this was back in the uh, late 80s, probably 88 or 89. I remember renting this on video. Wow. And I remember then, I was like, this is horrible. Horrible! I can't. That's got to sting a little more. Like actually going to the getting your parents to take you to the, yes. the video rental place and renting the cassette and going through the whole. Yeah, this is the one that you chose, right? And you're like, yeah. I wasted the, the the choice on this. Oh, it was bad. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, dad's like, all right, time to watch El Dorado. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. Get the VCR. <laughs> yes, Jesus. Oh, what? <laughs> if and now this is the bad thing too, because I mean, we we talked about it. Like we we want to like really delve into these canon films, right? 
Yeah. This is supposed to be some of the best shit that they could put out. Like, this is the biggest This is supposed to be one stuff. of their better ones? This one here? Yeah. I mean, this... Well, Ooh, I will give you... Boy. I will say this. I, I Let me... Let me you know, kind of rephrase this a little bit. Okay, yeah. This this was a terrible, terrible movie for canon. It, it's one of their worst films out there because of what it was, what it could have been compared to what it was. Mm-hmm. But this gives me no hope for actually going back and revisiting Master of the Universe because we're going to do that, and I'm scared to kind of go back to that. I mean, this is Dolph and oddly Lundgren. enough, uh. You said from from these movies, they all came out in in succession with one another, right? Yes, it was over the top, over and then the Superman top, 4, February and then... of eighty seven. This one came out in July of eighty seven, and Master of the Universe came out in August of eighty seven. And these three were crucial to the downfall. This, of this was company, basically. this is where they put all their chips. They just said we're going to invest money into big blockbuster stuff. We, we uh-huh. if we can make a big blockbuster, we can finally be legitimate. Hmm. And it. It was just a, uh, a project that just absolutely failed. I mean, just miserably. Boy, I never realized how much Nuclear Man resembles Dolph Lundgren uh, as He-Man. As He-Man. <laughs> Masters of the Universe. They have the same fucking hairstyle. Yeah, lo- yeah, the long flowing locks. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. yeah, it's all spiked up like they're vampires from an 80s movie. Yeah, at least Dolph Lundgren went on to do other stuff. I don't think that... Uh, this gentleman, Mark Pillow, Mark Pillow? ever yeah. went on to do anything else. He might have. I, I don't believe he did. I, 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 I didn't look it up, but I, I can't recall seeing him in anything else. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. If this is like, that was your fifteen minutes of fame. Well, I mean, you got to figure though, like how much of a chance did he really have? Like the Schwarzenegger's first movie, uh, where he played Hercules, they dubbed his voice, and if they kept doing True. that for his movies, how big would his career have been? Yeah, I mean that that's it's a good point, but thank God yeah. James Cameron, you know, came along and said, yeah. hey. Would you like to be in my movie? And you know, right. the rest is history at that point. Let's see. Uh, yeah, Mark Pillow did a couple of TV series in the '90s, and that's about it. Well, I'm glad he got to work at least again. But yeah, this, but this definitely had to take out your passion this, for acting. Yeah, this this would this. be the quote unquote. I'm doing the air quotes right now. Is the the pinnacle of his career. Uh, yeah, how'd you like for your big break to be something that you know people? <laughs> Just put no effort into whatsoever. But you can't. It's got to bring you down. Yeah, you can't blame the guy because if you're thinking, okay, I grew up the same time I watched Superman, and hey, I get to work with Christopher Reeve. I get to work with Gene Hackman. You know, Margot Kidder is there. Like Mm -hmm. all these names. And yeah, why not? Maybe it would be good. It's just, they, I, I don't think they fully understood that, yeah, this is a canon film. And yeah. yeah, and then once they, like we said, once they started production, like the production budget was just slashed and that's it, you know. So, okay, the guy who directed this, Sidney J. Fury, did he, did Christopher Reeve actually direct parts of this or did, did Sidney do all of it? I think Fury like, is, is the only director on this thing. Okay. Um, I don't really know what else is on Fury's oeuvre. <laughs> uh, Iron Eagle 1 and 2. Oh, and he's Iron Eagle. That's right. He is. Iron that's Eagle 1 and 2 right. are standouts. Yeah, so he, that may, it makes more sense now, yeah, because he's a guy that can kind of just make something out of nothing. <laughs> Quote? Yes, once again. I'm, used, I'm throwing a lot of these, oh, these phrases out real loosely. Jesus. Uh, oh. Iron Eagle wasn't a canon film, was it? I don't remember. I, I don't think it was, but. Okay, good. It, yeah, would it, would it really soil your memory of that movie if it was? I mean, no, it wouldn't. I just, I, you know, I don't. 
<laughs> the last time I watched it, I remember somewhat enjoying it, like Toy Soldiers, you know what I mean? With yeah, Sean Astin good, and all that. It's good like, choice, yeah. It's like there's in Lewis Gossett, Lewis Gossett Jr. popping up again, like oddly enough. But no, it's like it's one of those movies where it's got something about it, and you can kind of remember, like, if you're in the right silly mood, it's like, ah, oh, this is entertaining. But if you watch it again in anything less than a silly mood, you're going to be like, well, this thing sucks. So I just yeah. want to leave it alone. Iron Eagle. Leave Iron Eagle up on that silly shelf where it's like, this is dumb, but it's watchable. Yes, because Iron Eagle, at least you know what you're getting, too. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Top Gun came out. It was a monstrous success. It was amazing. Yeah. And then this was just a Top Gun ripoff. And it just didn't yeah. have any of the weight thrown behind it. The story was terrible. Everything else. And by the way, it was distributed by TriStar Motors. Or not Motors, but uh, TriStar, TriStar Motors. Pictures, pictures yes. Yeah, I should say, yes. <laughs> but, yeah. But, like, Iron Eagle, yeah. I, I will still go back to that because, you know, I'm an Air Force guy. Uh you know, even though this this totally shat on the Air Force itself, but but it, it was one of those movies that I went back and watched, and I was like, okay, yeah, it's still something you'd watch, but it is dumb. Like you know, it's dumb. Yeah, Superman, you like that property? You expect something out of it because it is your childhood. It's it came from Donner, you know, his original creation, seventy eight, which we just grew up loving, yeah. and then to watch. The evolution to Superman four and watch what what became of it is just it's sad. It's a real sad story. Yeah, man. Superman we 4 wouldn't was a real letdown. Yeah, we wouldn't get another Superman film until like two thousand five when Superman Returns like was made. Yeah. yeah. So and that one almost killed the franchise altogether. <laughs> once again, yeah, it wasn't much yeah. better, but at least it was a step up. Was it? I would watch it over Superman four again, many a times over. I I, I wouldn't watch either one. I, I can I can honestly That's fair. say That's I fair. would not watch but either one. If you had to watch one, I know which one you'd pick. Oh shit! I'd go Robot Jocks. <laughs> one of those two. I fucking tell you that. Oh god! Greedily, that, I would watch Robot Jocks. That hurts. Ouch! Give me Achilles, fucking any day, man. Ouch! I'm all about, <laughs> all about it. Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> Achilles. <laughs> Oh wow! Achilles. Yeah, I would happily watch Rob. I'm gonna watch Robot Jocks after this, just because I'm in such a mood. For I'm it sure now. you will. <laughs> Jesus. Oh wow! That movie's know. got it's got some qualities to it. There's some likable stuff in there. If you say so. But that's what you can smile about. Like I would never smile like this about Quest for you know the Quest for Peace. Like oh, remember when Superman uses fucking laser brick eyes? How great was that? Like oh no, that's, that wasn't great. Yeah, but I mean, can you? Is there, there? I don't think there's really anything you could always say about Robot Shocks either. But it's the same kind of thing. You're watching and you're just like, I can't believe that this movie was made. The special effects are absolutely horrible. And it's it's costing me once again ninety minutes of my life. Yeah, but only ninety minutes. <laughs> only ninety. Yeah, it's ninety minutes you could use to watch like a good movie, though. Yeah, I don't know. Do they even make good movies that are ninety minutes these days? Because I gotta tell you, like for in in trying to palate cleanse to watch something decent, it feels like anything made basically from two thousand eight on is at least two hours long. Yeah, that's a good question. I that would take some research. Maybe our listeners might. Uh, have some input on that too. If you guys know of any movie that you would consider good, now it can't be shit. I mean, but you, it'd have to be like a, <laughs> a legitimately good movie. considered good movie that you could find for 90 yep. minutes of runtime. Let it's us know. It's recent. Yeah. yeah. Visit our website. Uh, you know, let us know. Uh, Cause yeah. I'd be curious. I honestly, I can't think of one that really comes to mind. That would be 90 minutes. Wait, how long was the dark crystal? Was that like a 90 minute movie? Maybe that's one. But, but what year did that come out? Uh, 83. Yeah, I want something in it from at least like oh, you know, okay. So you want, you want something more modern? On. Okay, okay. Yeah, gotcha. I don't think I don't think it exists. I Probably really not. don't. 
Probably yeah. not, yeah. I mean, viewing, you know, viewing tastes have changed, you know, since the 80s. I guess. Because, <laughs> damn, I don't know why they think we need longer movies these days. Some of the stories I could see, but some of them, they, just, they don't yeah, really need that that's kind That's just of because time. the directors got, you know, a hard-on for their, uh, their movies. Right. <laughs> they want to show Man. you everything. Unreal, right? <laughs> Jesus. So, what what do we got coming up next for our next show? I mean, uh, oh my fuck! Because if if you haven't, well, go ahead, go ahead and announce what movie we are we are going to uh, review next. Well, it's it, it, sadly, you know, another one of our, the actors we grew up watching uh, passed recently. So we're gonna watch uh, one of James Conn's arguably. Uh, I don't even know if it's one of his better movies, but it's one of his more more famous roles. I think, uh, you know, yeah. out, outside of The Godfather. Yeah, and Misery. That's obviously his most. Oh, and Misery. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, the, okay. Well, he's iconic. So then, you know, fuck it. He's done a lot of good shit. He is. But uh, Alien Nation is one that came out at a very particular time for you and I both. You know, we were kids, and sci-fi and alien movies are pretty cool. And you know, it kind of combined both genres into '80s cop action flicks and sci-fi all together in one. And it had a bit of stupidness to it so it it really hit a lot of <laughs> particular notes as far as our tastes are concerned and uh we're gonna be getting to that one next but as far as canon films go uh there are sadly a few <laughs> that that are available to watch the most glaring and obvious one would be the canon groups next production from 1987 which was masters of the universe so starring Dolph Lundgren we go and Frank Langella like he has to get off scot-free he's definitely in that movie (laughs) but uh, yeah so we can watch Courtney Cox is in this movie oh that's right shit I forget and James Token if you're a if you're a back to the future fan oh my god what a oh I'm not looking okay I, I'm going to need a couple of days to watch something good before I get into Master of the Universe. Yes, so, you need a power Nation for sure, but we really need to pick in something good. Oh, uh, Saul, when's that starting? That's starting soon, right? Thank you, yes. So we are picking back up. As of the date of this recording, we are going to get to it tomorrow night, the uh, mm. the uh, second half of season six the, the of the Shit. season finale starts tomorrow night. So How many episodes are there left? There is seven episodes, I believe. Jesus. we got seven episodes. Yeah. And there's a lot of ground to cover and there's going to be a lot to talk about. Cause I, I think after we watch this first episode, it's going to kind of give us a direction. I think where we're going to end up because yeah. I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited for this. Anybody who's listened to the show before, you know, I'm a big breaking bad fan. I'm a big better call Saul fan. I have been excited for this. We're finally back to the, fi- the season finale here. So we're starting up on it and I've got a lot to say because I've got a lot of ideas of where it's going to go. And I'm not always right on these, so so I'm just curious to see what you think about uh, what's going to happen. So it's going to be a good conversation. Have you heard anything about the Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul cameo Nothing. coming up in this one? Nothing. I mean, they're keeping okay. it pretty silent. So we know we know it's going to happen, but yeah, which episode? Who knows? There, it, well, yeah, nobody really knows the episodes. But Brian Cranston did let a little bit slip about what's going on in particular he said that he filmed stuff on his own so did aaron paul and that they did something together as well interesting so as far as he's aware like unless it gets cut like there'll be something with walt and whoever and then something with jesse whomever and then walt and jesse together with whomever it's probably gonna be something like flash forward kind of thing or something i don't know how much of a flash forward it can be because i know uh aaron paul is in he's in westworld and in this new season he he looks like jesse pinkman again like really yeah, dude, like, he, you know, he lost, like, a whole bunch of weight, you know, his hair, like, he's got, like, the same facial hair set up, and his hair's, like, 
kind of like he just i think whatever they're gonna do it's you know okay it, well it could be playing into the past a bit because he looked it's he looked getting pretty me more young all of a sudden again yeah, yeah no that's why i was like oh shit I look am, at this guy he looks just like jesse pinkman again i am stoked for this man i am so ready for it i'm you know because i mean i'm not gonna be able to watch it right away and i got to avoid the spoilers as i always do good and, luck man yeah. but boy I, I'm, I'm so excited for this so excited did you uh have you got into the last se- uh, the the most recent season of stranger things yet i have season not four? i have not okay. started it so it's gonna are you up on it on no season i have three? a couple no. seasons to, to catch up on oh wow okay. so it's gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting one for me to watch that one that's something for you to watch if you want i uh, i just got done with season four myself is it worth it yeah okay so it's not it is. it's not a drop off yet right they're not just running out of ideas. not yet no no i uh, no it it it's quite interesting interesting i mean you know there are <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna okay with you being as familiar as you are with horror movies of the 80s and 90s you're gonna see more than a few things you're familiar with okay uh, you know, it's it's done in ways to where you kind of you call it an homage. So, <laughs> but it's trying to speak to me still. I can appreciate that. Basically, yeah, but, it's gonna it's, it's gonna get you where you live, but you're gonna see a lot. Like, oh, I remember that from Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two, yeah. and that's from Friday. The, yeah. All I want to know is that yeah. Generation X is still you know relevant in today's world. Yeah, they're so, there. So as long yeah. as they keep you know throwing us a bone, I'm still good. Yeah. Yep. So all in all, it's pretty good. But yeah, we got a lot of good stuff coming up and. A lot of night good stuff coming up too, but uh, we do have a hell of a lot to watch. Let's get out of here. Everybody, we'll talk to you later. Peace. Can you dig it? <laughs>